0: It sounds just like song. Get ready for another amazing podcast here on Kata Nation Studios. We got Ines Nefsi coming to the show. Enjoy the podcast as we continue the road to 100
1: podcasts.
0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another edition of Kata Nation Studios. I am here with Ines nefcy um how are you doing in i'm
1: doing good it's a beautiful day in san diego i'm happy to be here with you
0: Um, uh-huh, man it's, it's definitely been a while i think uh I, I don't know whether we met through artists or we met through cafeina it's like
1: yeah technically i met you at cafeina when you were um i was gonna say bartending what do you call that barista when you were very stung, um, and I actually heard about cafeina through a podcast too, so um yeah, the podcasting thing really connects people, really And does. so I went there and you were you served my coffee and you told me about your podcast, and it's just a really cool environment, yeah,
0: and uh, we've probably had a, a lot of your friends on the show, and now you're gonna be a part of this.
1: I know I'm excited um I like you know San Diego's small it feels like, or like we all kind of know each other. Um, so yeah, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> so a lot of the people who have been on Nation Studios has been an artist of some sort, get involved with the art community, have pop-up shows from time to time. Just share with us a little bit about your art and what is it that you want to represent?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm a visual artist. Um, so I do like a lot of acrylic paintings. Um, And recently, I've been kind of changing my mindset towards my artwork is just being a lot more open to different mediums and um, being more expressive. But um, I've also done like jewelry. I did jewelry for like two years. That was fun. And the reason I got into that was because I was a new mom and I didn't have time to set up my setup like I usually do and get out your acrylic paints and get in the zone. You don't really get to do that as a new mom, but I really needed that creative outlet. So I tried a different medium that was easy to pack up and like, I could do it for 15 minutes and get my little creative fix and, and then pack it up, you know, when the baby needs you. So that's why I started getting into that. Um, and it went really well. That was during the pandemic. Like a lot of people started doing different stuff during that time. And I, I even started selling them and I made a little bit of income like that. It was fun. Now Um, as I started like going back into the workforce and like you know my son was going to school and I I had more freedom to like be a regular human being again (laughs) (laughs) um um, I was being a lot more open to like doing anything around the arts because we all know and I you know listening to your podcast a lot of artists say like you don't really make a lot of money sometimes and it's hard and It's not super profitable a a lot of the time. So I was really open to just being around the arts and if that meant arts administration or like, you know, doing different types of arts, just to be around that energy um, and type of people. So I was being more open to that. So then I started doing, um, I worked for San Diego Regional Arts and Culture Coalition, SDRAC. Um, And I started doing like surveying of different arts and culture places around San Diego, like museums, um, theaters, opera, which I consider they're all arts, you know, even though it's not my visual arts medium that I usually do. um, I was like, I'm fine with this. (laughs) I want to just be around this energy. So that was a cool job. Um, I was doing surveys. So that's not that fun. But I really like talking to people. So. And then I love art. So it's like, cool. I get to do both of the things um, and get paid for it. And I got to meet a lot of people that way, too, um, in different institutions and different artists. And I got a lot of opportunities that way as well. Um, I found a way to combine the two. But yeah, I don't know. I could keep going. Do you have any other questions?
0: (laughs) Uh, Of course. Well, I like that you added that you kind of weren't sure. And then you brought up how like a lot of artists, you know, don't make a lot of money in that um, environment, but we kind of gain a lot of love for it, And that's kind of what keeps us passionate onto what we do. And with that, a lot of people have a lot of help in between. And I kind of want to learn about some of the people who have personally helped you into pursuing art as a career.
1: Great question. Cause um, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about like my journey and like that has been a critical Point in for me to continue uh, my arts journey um, was the support and encouragement of other people. Um, so one of the big, one of the people that really like impacted me was Katie Ruiz. When I um, was in college like four years ago, um, she had a solo show at Point Loma Nazarene University Um, regarding, it was called Border Portals. um, And there were paintings and also like textiles. And it was such a cool show. Um, And I made sure to go because I really liked her artwork. And so when I saw that she was having a solo show, I was like, okay, I have to go. This is awesome. And then I just kind of started going to anything that she was a part of to support her and eventually meet her. And, and honest, I don't know if she knows this, but like, she's kind of like my like, big sister artist mentor for me. I don't know what she feels, but, like, for me, it's like she's – a little bit farther up on the path than me. And I look up to her and she has really passed on a lot of opportunities to me, opportunities to me um, that I still am a part of. She asked me to do a piece for the women's museum when she was working there. And so that was about two summers ago. And that one was like, I do, I do painting acrylic painting. So this piece was out of my comfort zone, but I chose to do it because it was a wonderful opportunity and I was invited. So I'm like, okay, I have to do it. So, it was called the Mannequin Project. We were given a brand new mannequin, and we were asked to do like a feminist icon to like recreate the feminist icon. Um And I definitely called in for help. So I did collaborate with my cousin, my older cousin, who is also someone who really helped me in my art journey and was an example for me of being an artist. Um, and her name's Carla Berner. And so I did call in the the help and um, we collaborated on Adelita. We called her La Valentina. It was awesome. I don't know if you've seen pictures or anything of it, but um, we just made like a female revolutionary fighter of the Mexican Revolution. And we got everything at the thrift store. We had a really low budget and we we just made all of her clothes like time, like of the time period. And then we added in our own artistic interpretations of like the very complex subjects we were talking about so like i did these um you know the bullets that they carry on their chest right um in a cross like this well i got these little vials that look they were like by bullet sized and inside i put in things like rice beans chiles needles and these things we also put in actual bullets that was interesting too we had to get some of those the other things represented like the ways that women contributed to the war efforts and although they did actually do some of the fighting they also did things that were imperative to win the war which was like feed the troops nurse the troops um wash their clothes you know things that really keep everything going um she also had a baby on her back. We put it like a, a wrap and she had a little baby on her back and she had the flag and she had the um, she had a rifle and she had a big sombrero that my cousin put painted um, like real photographs of women in the Revolutionary War. She painted them on the hat. And so it was so impressive. Thanks to Katie, I had that opportunity and we ended up being on the news and it was part of the Women's Equality Day Festival at the Women's Museum. So that was like a really fun project um, that she brought me in on. Yvette Roman is another great influential person, just embraced me as an artist, um, whereas, I, you know, like I'm coming in and like kind of nervous and like, oh, I'm an artist, I don't know, like, you know, like I do this on my own for my own sake for like I use it as a tool like for my own mental health and like for my own sanity um, and but going out there in the world and presenting it I was a little bit like tentative but these are kind of people that embraced me and made me feel that like confidence that I was one of them
0: <laughs> and I wanted to know because um, one of the things that you brought up early on is uh, you know being an artist and also being a mother and one of the questions that I never really asked of the just in case people don't like want to share about it, but how have you been able to manage, you know, both, you know, a life as an artist, as an employee, and also the life of being a mother?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. And I always, uh, that was, that's a question that I have asked myself since I've become a mother. Um, And I have just found how to be creative and combine all three. (laughs) I have found a way to combine all three so that I can still, have everything. Um, and it's working out. Um, because if you you find the things that are important to you, so I need money. Uh, I am a mother. My son is important to me and I want to be a part of his life. I don't want to just drop him off places and have to go to work. And I love art and I want to be a part of that field. How can I do all three? One of the reasons you reached out to me was, um, you were asking me about movement B Yes. So I'll just plug that in there. That was an example of like combining all three of my passions. It was an it's an amazing place in La Mesa that uh, has an after school program that uses creative arts um, for social emotional learning for kids to support them, and um, so I get to do a summer program. This summer, as a visual arts teacher, and I was able to bring my son sometimes, so I was able to bring him and also like you know as um my son just thinks I'm his mom, and we do art projects at home all the time, all the time. he uses my art supplies, we definitely he's an artist, um, and I love it that he's confident in it. I was not at that age. And he's. I'm like, why do you draw so much? Every day you're drawing. He's like, I'm an artist. That's why. Oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. I'm glad you have the vocabulary. But the point was that I got to bring him to work and he saw me working as an art teacher and he had to be like, oh, that's not my mommy. She. All these kids are respecting her. I have to like look at her. know, <laughs> He got to see like a different side of me that he doesn't normally see. And I got paid to do it. And I was like, this is the best. I love this. I get to have everything at the same time.
0: (laughs) I've worked with a lot of kids. um, As you know, I do before and after school program. And there's a lot of creative artists out there that, you know, you got to give these kids credit for. And a lot of it does come through, like, you know, what they go through in, in a day to day basis, you know, their life, you know, outside of school. And has that been something that you've been learning uh, when working with uh, kids?
1: Yeah, there's definitely these geniuses, creative geniuses that just need the support from adults. That's us. And luckily, we're amazing people that understand that, you know, how important it is. Maybe because we needed it or we had people that helped us when we were younger. Um, And then also giving them the tools. Like, sometimes they don't really even need uh, instruction like When I first started the summer camp, I went in with like really, really structured lesson plans and I'm like, we're all going to do the same thing and we're all going to use the same stuff. But at some point, like I realized you have to be a lot looser and these kids don't really need you to tell them what to do. You just need to give them what they, the tools and the time and the support. And the other thing that you were saying, like their life outside of school, um, sometimes yeah, like, cause it, cause As an adult, I use art for my own processing and self-soothing and grief or whatever I'm or joy, whatever I'm going through. Like that's how I use art. And so like giving, showing them and honestly, like telling them your experience helps them to use it at a young age. Cause sometimes maybe therapy isn't accessible or I don't know, they're just, there's different ways to, to, um, help with our mental health and art, I believe is a great one. And so teaching them that has been wonderful. You know, you don't really think about your problems sometimes when you're being creative. So if you are having a rough time, this is a time where you don't have to think about your life problems. You could just think about what color you're going to use or really get messy or, you know, you're not really thinking about all the life issues, which kids shouldn't be. So it's a really like, I really love the time I have with the kids. Cause it's, it's vulnerable too. When you're being creative, it's like very vulnerable. I get to, to say whatever I want and I have these ideas and the, the kids are listening to me. So like one of the things is like, art is the last place where there's no rules. There's no laws. You don't have to impress anybody. You're not going to mess up, you know, you're free and safe to do whatever you want. So um, I love telling them stuff like that. So they're like, am I doing it right? It doesn't look right. I'm like, there's no rules. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Is this what you wanted? Like, or, you know, what do you need from me? Like, I don't know. It's a fun time.
0: Yeah, that's something that I've also learned as well. you know, they don't see a lesson that I learned in high school. I remember we were doing a project, a video project for a commercial for the school news pro- pay, uh, program that we had. And we were doing commercials, like promoting stuff that is going on around the school. The teacher was not looking to grade us. He was looking to see who was more passionate about doing the, the work. So when he saw that, that's when he knew what he was working with. So it was a test for us.
1: Yeah, I can see that. That's high school. I was working with like younger kids, but the 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 goal for me, halfway through the program, I realized that you're looking for that little spark in their eye where they're like very engaged. They're like, do they're like lost in their own little world. That's what you're looking for. So some pe- some kids, it was like, they were just cutting paper. They were just cutting scraps of paper. And you know what? They were happy. <laughs> some people were just mixing all kinds of stuff with glue and maybe they weren't making a project a final product but they were very happy they were engaged they weren't on a screen they weren't on their phone they were talking with their friends they were getting messy it was like a joy but that was the goal to see them whatever it was like if this isn't working for you go find some other materials whatever it is that makes you have that little spark and that passion that you're talking about
0: and have you been able to see that spark in yourself with the work let's talk about some of your art and see what sparks that have come up
1: um, in your work? Yeah, so like I said, I've, I used to... How did I start? I started as a kid and, you know, um, drawing and painting was, like, definitely interesting to me. Um, and I had, like, supportive people in my life before I did it to make pretty pictures. And then um, I know that a, a big part of art for me is connection, either while you're making it or when it's done and people ask you questions about it or when you're sharing with people you know, or people really like it. That's like a big part of art for me is that connecting with other people. And then I definitely used it, like I said, as like a form of therapy and like self-help. It was a moment where I could relax. Like actually the, the act of creating is very therapeutic to me. Um, you just get into that flow and it's like, ah, it fills you up. It gives, it fills up your battery. And I feel like a better person and I'm nicer after that. Um, and if I don't do it for a while, like I'm a terrible person and I'm grumpy and like, you're like, girl, you need to do some artwork. You need to fucking make time for that, you know? So, and then I started going into like Logan, thank God for Barrio Logan. Like that helped me with my confidence to say that I'm an artist and they gave us a place to put our artwork on the wall. That was like 10 years ago. And I kind of got stuck in like, you know, trying to be a part of all the themed art shows. And so I started doing things like based on the theme so that I could be a part of it or like, what is going to sell? And I started doing that and that wasn't great for me. Um, And now I'm starting to come back of like creating because it gives me joy creating because I know it's good for me. Um, Re- the most recent painting I did was of my grandfather who passed away early this year. And I knew that having that time to paint his portrait would be like a grieving process for me because I'm like, even though he's not here anymore, like I'm still spending time with him, like staring at his picture. And like, you know, it's kind of it, when you're paint when you're creating, it kind of goes through you, you know, so it, it feels like I'm spending time with him also grieving him, remembering him, and then having his photo on my wall now. Um, And I shared it with my family and it was so helpful to them too, as far as like, they're like, dang, it made me miss him. And like, thank you um, for doing that. Um, So like, definitely I'm coming back to the point of using art as a personal, because like I said before, it was more like to share with other people, which is always important, but it's definitely a personal thing for me. I always... It's always something that I'm going through, or something that I experienced or something I'm wondering about. And then if you're really honest um, and really genuine with that, then you create these these really genuine connections with other people because when people like connect with it, it's like that's the most vulnerable thing I put out there on a canvas, and you're connecting with it. This is like a direct connection between both of us. It's not like it's just a pretty picture. like this is deeper. Um, and I made wonderful friends that way. <laughs>
0: no I totally could see that and um, you know part of the reason why I do this show is not just to you know give people a platform to share stories like this but it's also helping me kind of work on myself and see what inspiration I can get from other people and at the process also make friends I think it's been a huge help Melody when I met her it was like it was kind of like the perfect time like I needed to hear her story in order to help myself with what I was going through.
1: That's what people need to hear, you know? Right. That's the point of art. And we we can forget about it sometimes, especially like when, you know, commercialization of art and like marketing now is including, you know, using artists to market um, their products. And so like, that's not the real purpose of art. The real purpose of art is like remembering our humanity because it's not, art is not perfect. It's not a photograph. It's imperfect because we're humans and we're learning, and and we're we have a unsteady hand or whatever, you know. Like so, humanity and then connection, and there's more, but like that's a huge part of art. Um, And thank you for doing this show um, because San Diego is growing. There's a there's an energy here that's very special, and it's attracting a lot of people to san diego but there is people here that make it so special um and we don't have to wait for other people to recognize us you're doing it as a part of us you're documenting us and like you know like in 20 years it's gonna be so different here in san diego and you're gonna be like i documented the whole thing i was there and i'm i i saw it all happen and you documented it it's like the people um, During the Chicano Park movement, like when it all happened, there was people there taking pictures. And now those pictures are precious. It's like a part of history. And like, that's what you're doing now as as it's happening, as all these things are changing and there's so much happening. Like you have a very good documentation of it all.
0: Thank you. Any words of encouragement, any inspiration that you want to give to anybody who is going to be listening to the show?
1: As far as the arts or in life or? <laughs> do both. Let's do it. Yeah. Lately, I've been thinking like, I've been relaxing more as far as like, everything's going to be okay. Like I was telling another friend, like I see older people and they're okay. They made it through everything that they lived through, that they worried about that they struggled through and they made it through. All right. So we're going to be fine. We just need to relax and enjoy the ride. Like they say, it's so cliche, but like, everything's going to be fine. Um, Just get up every day and try your best. You okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, So.
1: I then... are you so no, it wasn't that deep. <laughs> I
0: just wanted to share with you that there has been three shows Um, in this season that has been kind of helping me a lot and like who I've been turning myself into and why I do what I do this is the third one
1: yay oh my god awesome dude yes
0: (laughs) obviously I have my little breaks in between sometimes I struggle to give myself those breaks but it's kind of like the flow of what I am like uh shooting for and in the process I'm making a lot of great friends and I think that was the biggest goal for me
1: And you help us so much. Like I hear people on your show say like, dang, I was, I hear a lot of people say it a lot. Honestly, they're like, I don't know if I should keep going. Like maybe I should stop art for a while. I don't know. And we all encourage each other. And, and I heard them say like, once you you interviewed them, like it really gave them más ganas para seguir, you know, like, oh man, I I feel like I feel re-energized So you give that to other people. So thank God, like you're getting something out of it too, to keep going. Um, You're doing amazing. Um, I love seeing the people that you're interviewing because they're important people in our town that are not like recognized and you're giving them a little recognition, you know? And I'm proud to see like recognize the names on your list that I don't see in the newspaper or everywhere else. Like I'm glad that that they're on your show and we all help each other out, right? We all keep each other going. I'm proud of you.
0: Thank you ines and I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of like the story that you shared here. Thank you ines Nefsi, everybody i um am beyond proud of this podcast because i it just showed me that people really care about this podcast and people really care about what I have to share for the people for the community of San Diego and ines. I thank you so much, um, for being on the show. This was this podcast meant a lot to me and I'm so glad that you shared your story. I'm so glad that you shared how much the show meant to you. And, um, uh, you know, we're just going to keep grinding and I'm going to be there supporting you one way or the other, because that's what you've done for me. That's what many others have done. But this is the one that made me see it all. And after 90 plus episodes, getting close to a hundred is like, this is what I do and this is what I love and this is the reminder that I need so thank you all for listening to this edition of Nation Studios and before I leave I should let you know that on Tuesday I will be on the Heartful Truth Podcast sharing a little bit behind the scenes of who is Alex Katano sharing a little bit about my struggles with anxiety and depression a story that really meant the world to me. And I'm very thankful that Gabby and Millie gave me that platform to share a little bit about who I am behind Cata Nation Studios. And next week, we also will be having Isabel Rosales, Isa Sweets, coming to Catanation Studios on the next edition of the show. But don't forget that on Friday, we have Piña Santiago from Tica, Oaxaca coming to Cata Nation in Espanol. All that and more. We'll see you all then. And never forget, we are Catanation. And that was another edition of the Nation Studios here on Com. Make sure to check out other episodes on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And to follow me on Instagram, go to at wearegatanation, Nation Studios for more.